chapter nine of an anonymous story by anton chekhov translated by constance garnett eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter nine the worst of it was that orloff had thoughtlessly let polya too into the secret of his deception telling her to bring his shirts to sergeyevsky street after that she looked at zinaida fyodorovna with a malignant joy and hatred i could not understand and was never tired of snorting with delight to herself in her own room and in the hall she's outstayed her welcome it's time she took herself off she would say with zest she ought to realize that herself she already divined by instinct that zinaida fyodorovna would not be with us much longer and not to let the chance slip carried off everything she set her eyes on smelling bottles tortoise-shell hairpins handkerchiefs shoes on the day after new year's day zinaida fyodorovna summoned me to her room and told me in a low voice that she missed her black dress and then she walked through all the rooms with a pale frightened and indignant face talking to herself it's too much it's beyond everything why it's unheard of insolence at dinner she tried to help herself to soup but could not her hands were trembling her lips were trembling too she looked helplessly at the soup and at the little pies waiting for the trembling to pass off and suddenly she could not resist looking at polya you can go polya she said stepan is enough by himself oh i'll stay i don't mind answered polya there's no need for you to stay you go away altogether zinaida fyodorovna went on getting up in great agitation you may look out for another place you can go at once i can't go away without the master's orders he engaged me it must be as he orders you can take orders from me too i am mistress here said zinaida fyodorovna and she flushed crimson you may be the mistress but only the master can dismiss me it was he engaged me you dare not stay here another minute cried zinaida fyodorovna and she struck the plate with her knife you are a thief do you hear zinaida fyodorovna flung her dinner napkin on the table and with a pitiful suffering face went quickly out of the room loudly sobbing and wailing something indistinct polya too went away the soup and the grouse got cold and for some reason all the restaurant dainties on the table struck me as poor thievish like polya two pies on a plate had a particularly miserable and guilty air we shall be taken back to the restaurant to-day they seem to be saying and to-morrow we shall be put on the table again for some official or celebrated singer oh she is a fine lady indeed i heard uttered in polya's room i could have been a lady like that long ago but i have some self-respect we'll see which of us will be the first to go zinaida fyodorovna rang the bell she was sitting in her room in the corner looking as though she had been put in the corner as a punishment no telegram has come she asked no madam ask the porter perhaps there is a telegram and don't leave the house she called after me i am afraid to be left alone after that i had to run down almost every hour to ask the porter whether a telegram had come i must own it was a dreadful time to avoid seeing polya zinaida fyodorovna dined and had tea in her own room it was here that she slept too on a short sofa like a half-moon and she made her own bed for the first days i took the telegrams but getting no answer she lost her faith in me and began telegraphing herself looking at her i too began impatiently hoping for a telegram 
i hoped he would contrive some deception would make arrangements for instance that a telegram should be sent to her from some station if he were too much engrossed with cards or had been attracted by some other woman i thought that both gruzin and kukushkin would remind him of us but our expectations were vain five times a day i would go into zinaida fyodorovna intending to tell her the truth but her eyes looked piteous as a fawn's her shoulders seemed to droop her lips were moving and i went away again without saying a word pity and sympathy seemed to rob me of all manliness polya as cheerful and well satisfied with herself as though nothing had happened was tidying the master's study in the bedroom rummaging in the cupboards and making the crockery jingle and when she passed zinaida fyodorovna's door she hummed something and coughed she was pleased that her mistress was hiding from her in the evening she would go out somewhere and rang at two or three o'clock in the morning and i had to open the door to her and listen to remarks about my cough immediately afterwards i would hear another ring i would run to the room next to the study and zinaida fyodorovna putting her head out of the door would ask who was it rung while she looked at my hands to see whether i had a telegram when at last on saturday the bell rang below and she heard the familiar voice on the stairs she was so delighted that she broke into sobs she rushed to meet him embraced him kissed him on the breast and sleeve said something one could not understand the hall porter brought up the portmanteaus polya's cheerful voice was heard it was as though someone had come home for the holidays why didn't you wire asked zinaida fyodorovna breathless with joy why was it i have been in misery i don't know how i've lived through it oh my god it was very simple i returned with the senator to moscow the very first day and didn't get your telegram said orlov after dinner my love i'll give you a full account of my doings but now i must sleep and sleep i am worn out with the journey it was evident that he had not slept all night he had probably been playing cards and drinking freely zinaida fyodorovna put him to bed and we all walked about on tiptoe all that day the dinner went off quite satisfactorily but when they went into the study and had coffee the explanation began zinaida fyodorovna began talking of something rapidly in a low voice she spoke in french and her words flowed like a stream then i heard a loud sigh from orlov and his voice my god he said in french have you really nothing fresher to tell me than this everlasting tale of your servant's misdeeds but my dear she robbed me and said insulting things to me but why is it she doesn't rob me or say insulting things to me why is it i never notice the maids nor the porters nor the footmen my dear you are simply capricious and refuse to know your own mind i really begin to suspect that you must be in a certain condition when i offered to let her go you insisted on her remaining and now you want me to turn her away i can be obstinate too in such cases you want her to go but i want her to remain that's the only way to cure you of your nerves oh very well very well said zinaida fyodorovna in alarm let us say no more about that let us put it off till to-morrow now tell me about moscow what is going on in moscow End of chapter nine Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.